G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, over the last couple of weeks, if you've been privileged to be able to be watching the Nine Network when they've been screening the miniseries, the docudrama called The Bible, you will no doubt have been impressed with the way those things have been portrayed. And one organisation that is so supportive and applauding the fact that it's on television, the Bible TV series, is, of course, the Bible Society. Greg Clark, the CEO of the Bible Society, is joining us. Hello, Greg. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Great to talk to you again. Greg, how did you feel when you first heard that the Bible TV series was coming to Australia? I guess that would have been something that would have sent you into a little bit of a overdrive in preparation. Well, we'd heard about its success in America and we were thrilled that um, Mark uh, Burnett and Roma Downey had gone to all this effort to produce a special miniseries for TV. Uh, we thought we might have had a bit more time to get organised in Australia, but Channel 9 decided to rush it out. Um, and uh, we've been thrilled so far at the reaction that the Australian public's had to it. Uh, it certainly raised a lot of conversation. And uh, as far as the TV station's concerned, it's topped its uh, ratings time slot for the time slot and they've got to be pretty happy that uh, people want to see this kind of viewing. I wonder if you have any inside information as to whether you you had heard that uh, Channel 9 thought they were taking a risk with it because the ratings have been very much a surprise to everyone. Yes, well, it was very successful in the States and perhaps you'd expect that a bit more because it's, uh, shall we say, a more religiously uh, mainstream sort of uh, population there than we have in Australia. Um, But I think... I think most of the uh, mainstream media underestimate the sympathies and interest that Aussies have in religion, and especially in history and literature and the influence of of Christianity. And uh, this series is is showing that to be true, that really um, the stories of the Bible, uh, the background to the faith, the influence of Christianity in Australia, these are things that do interest the average Aussie, enough for them to stay up fairly late on a Tuesday night and and uh, watch it on Channel 9. Those of us who have been around a little while have seen some earlier productions of Bible stories, and sometimes they leave a little bit to be desired. Uh, This one, uh, no doubt, is drawing a very much bigger viewer audience than those uh, earlier types programs could have hoped to have achieved. Yes, well, it's certainly a blockbuster style of storytelling, isn't it, Neil? The uh, they're action-packed episodes, and uh, they had to be because they're cramming 2,000 pages of Scripture into 10-hour-long episodes, and some of the story moves very, very fast. Uh, they've also used, I think, really well uh, CGI, the computer-generated images, um, so that we get some incredible scenes of things like the parting of the Red Sea and things that really weren't possible on television in the past. Um, and uh, I think it really brings to life some of these incredible Bible stories. Uh, of course, it does mean that you lose a few subtleties here and there in the presentation of the Bible material because it's going for this big wow-you narrative style. Uh, but I think uh, what we gain is people's incredible enthusiasm and excitement 
at seeing the Bible stories and saying, actually, I've heard of that Noah guy, but I'd never seen it like that before. Or I knew that the Israelites were slaves in Egypt, but now I've seen them escape like that. I really want to go back and read the story and find out what it was all about. Greg, I'm interested too in the way that the Nine Network is doing their own promotion because I guess in church circles, uh, talking about the Bible, we're not used to seeing the sort of commercial way of promoting a program like this. Just thinking of last week's program when uh, they had the, the story of Samson and Delilah and it's promoted as the greatest love story ever told. And I was sitting there with my wife and I'm thinking, you know what, where do they get that from? And then And then I started to think, well, you know, sometimes we talk about the... Uh, the Jesus story is the greatest love story. But, but when it comes to man and woman love stories, I was trying to think of one that parallels. And I'm thinking, well, Romeo and Juliet, yes, that's big. But you know what? Samson and Delilah, it is one of the great dramatic love stories, isn't it? Well, certainly a tragic love story. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but I think what we're suffering from there is the fact that generally for Australians, we we don't know that much about the Bible anymore. And you and I have talked before about how low the levels of Bible literacy are in Australia. And so I would imagine that the people writing the ad copy for Channel 9 might not know the story of Samson and Delilah very well or might just uh, be pulling on their usual <laughs> way of advertising things. But it also goes to that point of, um, of needing to encourage people who've watched the series to read the scriptures as well because you'll get one sort of um, one style of presentation on the screen and if you really want to understand the story and the important theology behind it you'll have to go back to the book think a bit carefully about it and read more slowly and think through the issues and the story like Samson and Delilah is so important to understanding the the state of Israel back there in the time of the judges um, and what a great saviour we have in Jesus Christ compared to the saviour figure that the flawed saviour figure that Samson was and uh, that's the sort of thing you can only really tease through by digging back into the book or turning up to your church, thinking about the stories for a bit longer and really using the sort of television excitement as a way to get into the more careful and thoughtful reflection on the meaning of the Bible. It is the excitement, the thing that comes with this dramatisation. Uh, it is something that leads you into perhaps taking another look at the Bible. And I know that, uh, you know, this terminology of dusting off the Bible from the bookshelf and, and bringing it down and opening up, uh, this is the sort of thing that has the potential for Aussies all over the country, whether they be churchgoers or not, to actually have a second look and see what the Bible has to say to them. Absolutely. And uh, even if they don't have a dusty book on the shelf, they can hop on the, the Internet and... Uh go to the Bible Society website and you can read the Bible online there or you can find any manner of Bible apps that you can download. Uh, the one that's recommended that goes along with the series is called YouVersion, Y-O-U, and it's a free app that you can download onto uh, all manner of devices. And there you go, read the Bible on your screen when you're uh, sitting in the car, uh, not when you're driving, but when you're sitting uh, on the train going to work or I've uh, got a, a spare moment. You can dip into the scriptures on your electronic devices now. So I think there's an opportunity there for a very visual, internet-based generation to look at the Bible in the manner that they are used to reading. Um, and uh, and I guess it's not a not much of a step from watching a story on the screen now to flicking up the Bible on your 
on your uh, iPad or your tablet as you're as you're viewing and see uh, where does that story come from and uh, let's see how much of that was was given to me on the screen and how much more I can read now. Greg, we're talking about so many ways these days that you can access the Bible. Uh, we mentioned the dusty book on the bookshelf, but then you started to talk about some of the modern technologies that we all have in the palm of our hand. Uh, this is a way, isn't it, that people can sit there and actually interact with what they're seeing on television with their own handheld device. Well, it is. And in fact, one of the reasons the Bible series has been uh, done so well in the ratings is that people have got onto Twitter and talked about the show as they've been watching it. And this is the sort of thing that really interests the TV stations now. So if you're a a user of Twitter or Facebook or any of that social media, it's a great idea to uh, put a message up, (coughs) excuse me, during the show um, because the stations pay attention to that and that makes them realise people are actually watching and engaging with uh, the material they're seeing. So really good way of also interacting with your friends, even if you're not sitting in the same room. You send each other messages, and, did you see that scene? What do you make of that? What part of the Bible is that from? And it just develops a, a live conversation about the, the material that you're seeing uh, on TV. One of the things that I think is a positive for the Bible TV series is that people are seeing these stories of the Bible in some form of chronological order and not just uh, stories picked from here and picked from there and a little bit out of order. It starts to put things into context. You're absolutely right, Neil, and I think that's one of the great successes of this particular series is that the, uh, the producers aimed to present with you the overarching story of the Bible And for those who don't know the Bible well, it's sometimes a bit of a surprise to find out that there is an overarching story all the way from Genesis to Revelation. And usually when you see a movie, you might just see one Bible story or a few stories thrown together. But in this series, you've got this unfolding message of how God has related to the world right back from the days of creation and the early stories of the nation of Israel, all the way through to Jesus and his fulfillment of the promises that God made to Israel. And I think that's one of the things that makes this a great series to engage with, because you get what's known by the theologians as the biblical theology unfolding in front of your eyes if you can stick with it across the 10 weeks. And sticking with it across the 10 weeks will be an interesting and important uh, facet of what it all means because in one sense uh, talking about those early stories of the Bible creates a build-up to the main action uh, when we get to the story of Jesus. Yes, so half the series is the Old Testament, half the series is the New Testament. I think it's very important for the sorts of questions people have today about the Bible, especially those who haven't really grown up with it, because those early episodes are full of the tragedy of humanity, the sinfulness of humanity, the the terrible things people do to each other, and even the leaders of Israel, the way they fall and um, and wrong each other and wrong God. Um, And you need to stick with it to see how that problem of human sinfulness is is solved in the person of Jesus. And that's the tremendous sort of storyline of Scripture where Jesus is the fulfillment of the hopes of humanity and he's the answer to the problems of our sinfulness. And uh, I'm just hoping that Aussies do stick with it all the way through because it gets more and more exciting as you build up to the sense that this man, Jesus, sent from God, might be the answer to our problems. And that, that's the greatest story ever told, as they always say. 
Greg, you and I are talking about this. I wonder how widely it's being talked about in local churches and whether local churches uh, see the uh, capacity or see the the opportunity that presents itself there to engage with the entire community on the back of this. Uh, have you had any feedback from people around the nation saying, wow, this is a great thing, we're going to be interacting with people in our community? Well, we have, yes. From where we sit at the Bible Society, we've been very excited at the interest that the churches have shown. After all, people didn't have much time to get ready for this. It really was a sort of a week and a bit's notice that the series was going to be on. We've tried to provide uh, resources at the Bible Society website, biblesociety.org.au, if people want to go and have a look. And in fact, the makers of the series have also provided resources at bibleseries.tv. So there's plenty of material that churches can draw on there to... Um, either use in your small home groups or to use on a Sunday morning or just for your own personal study after you've watched a particular episode. And the evidence we're getting is that people are dipping into those resources. We're very excited that we've had a a big uh, increase, a spike in people who receive our daily Bible verses from Bible Society, which are all related to the Bible series and uh, whatever's on TV in the, the week that's just been. Uh, and we've seen something like, a, I think it's about a 20% increase in subscriptions to that since the series began. So that's wonderful because it means people are watching the episode and then dipping into their Bibles in the week afterwards to try and make some more sense of what they saw. You already mentioned Twitter and the way that people have taken to the Twitter sphere to talk about the Bible. There's a lot of ways that uh, television stations gauge the ratings. They look at who's uh, watching their particular television programs. They're also watching Twitter. It's the sort of thing, isn't it, that it's important for Christian believers to be tuned in to so that there becomes a critical mass of people who are watching to encourage television stations to have more Christian programming. Yes, well, Twitter's a bit like our contemporary version of the chats you might have with your neighbours at the school gate or the conversation you have with people when you head down to the shops. It's often very casual. Um, You throw around, uh, what have you been watching? What have you seen? How are your kids going? It's very related to your everyday life and it tells those who are watching and listening a lot about you and so I think it communicates a lot to the general uh, media uh, community of Australia if Christians uh, are loving this stuff and in fact if anyone is, is viewing uh, this Bible series and enjoying it and uh, it'll, it'll tell our media community that actually we love watching our sport and we love the news but we also really enjoy digging into these important stories, this important history and this important religious uh, information and entertainment really, because it is entertainment, uh, that's something that the, uh, the media can, can take seriously when they look at their future programming. Well, we're talking about the Bible miniseries airing on the Nine Network. You'll be able to see it again tonight, scheduled from 9pm. Greg Clark is the CEO of the Bible Society, and he mentioned resources on the Bible Society website. Of course, you can find that at biblesociety.org.au. Greg Clark, always good talking to you. Thanks so much for talking to us about the Bible miniseries today here on 2020. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Neil. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.